take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is the last chapter of the season, season two, chapter 12. Gosh, I'm so excited. Uh, it's been quite a ride, guys. Uh, we've been together for two seasons, uh, 12 chapters each, and two specials each. So this is pretty much, uh, you know, episode 28 as uh, some people call it. But yeah, chapter 12, gosh, I'm so excited. Look, a few quick uh, messages because we have a really interesting content to listen to and get some value out of it. So first of all, about the Balloon Stock app, it's all available for you guys. You can choose between the unlocked version, which is the Balloon Stock app, and you can get it and use it anywhere you like. Or you can choose Brody's Balloon Stock app, which will have new features really soon. It's really cool. And there will be some features that are only for Brody's Balloon Stock app. And if you buy the Brody's Balloon Stock app for 10 bucks, you get 20 bucks back invested in you in a one-time coupon automatically calculated for you. So the Balloon Stock app is available on iOS and on Android devices. Just go to uh, your Google Play or your App Store and look for the word Balloon Stock or Brody's Balloon Stock. Quick announcement about Twist and Shout. So yes, a guy and me, we're going to teach in Twist and Shout 17. There is still time to consider this, but we did create a promotion for you guys. You can see all the details on the emails. And already a few people used the opportunity to get some extra content delivered to you so that you can boost your business even ahead of time before reaching the convention. So this is really cool. And uh, some of the uh, prices that are in the promotion are worth Gosh, one of the prices is 1600 US dollars. Ooh, that's awesome. And for a convention that costs 350, that's a good deal. I have to tell you, that's a good return on investment. And the value that I'm putting in into the prices and guy as well, this is real value. This is something that we are working on for many, many, many months. You, you could say years as well, because eventually to be in this position to poor value into this promotion that required years of work and I encourage you to check it out. So apart from the twist and shout promotion, I just want to say that in the interview today with Danny Schlesinger, we are talking about my show and you didn't see my show, but if you want to see my show, I, I'm going to share it with you so you can go see my show, see a few of the routines that we are talking about, but actually you will be able to imagine it because we do explain it on the show. So just if you want to research it deeply, I will send you the links on the email. Uh, there is also some bonus material, some pieces of the interview that were cut out of the interview and you can listen to it only if you download the, the file and I'll send you the link to that on the email as well. So if you're not familiar with our email tips uh, service, you basically go to the balloonartistpodcast.com and you subscribe and then you can get awesome stuff or you can go to the chapter 12 and press the blue button and download it directly from there, whatever is more convenient to you. Stick around till the end of the interview because that's when I will announce 
here today the webinar that is going to be which is actually a, a party for the end of the season so if you love the balloon artist podcast show gosh please please stick around hear the details of the webinar and gosh this is going to be a little bit special different way of conducting the webinar so stick around till the end and you get all the details for that and here is danny schlesinger Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and today we are in Season 2, Chapter 12. We've reached the end of the season, and today we have a different interview. It's not a regular interview, although the interviewee is someone that we could have talked a lot with, but I want to give you some extra special value uh, for you, the listeners in the Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. So today... We are meeting all of us together in a very intimate way. We're going to meet Danny Schlesinger. Danny Schlesinger, in case you're not familiar yet with him, uh, then you need to get to be acquainted with him because he's an amazing balloon artist and a balloon entertainer. That's what he does. He's a balloon entertainer. And as a balloon entertainer that has 25 years of experience, he's seen it all. He's performed to kids and to adults. And uh, he has very clever stage shows and ideas of how to construct shows. And his experience throughout the years has put him in a very special seat. And the seat is the seat of the director of a show. He has been directing shows of very famous and prestigious uh, balloon artists such as Buster Balloon, Annie Banani, uh, and Matt Falloon, and other balloon artists as well, and uh, other entertainers as well. His ability to watch a show and critique it in a way that will uh, level up your game that will give you the ability to improve your show is something that was very appealing to me personally. I feel like I am in the position to improve my show and that is why I've actually invited Danny to come and do this live for you so that you could get a grasp get a grasp of understanding of what is the work of a director what kinds of ideas you can get from him and so on so before we go into the, all of the details of that section i would like to introduce you and to welcome you danny how are you danny hello zivi thank you very much for inviting me on your fantastic podcast it's great oh, yeah. to be here and You're i so hope uh, your listeners can uh, gain a lot of value from uh, what we're about to do. This is a very special thing. Normally, I direct in private. Yes. So this is all uh, taking, uh, taking place behind the scenes. But today we're going to reveal a lot about your show at the moment. And I hope that my comments and words will help you improve your show and take it to the very next level. Thank you so much for doing this with me. And also, there were some fears in me that I had to overcome with contacting a director, with working with Danny. Uh, and this is really live. So I don't know what Danny will tell to me, what he will say. I know I have the power of editing, but the point here is that everyone can learn from my mistakes as well as my, uh, I don't know, uh, the things that I chose to do. And I want us all to be together in this room and to enjoy the opportunity of talking about entertainment with a professional. It's like when you have a problem, uh, go to the problem solver. So in terms of shows, 
a director. A director is the person who can help you. So being here in the same room and listening to Danny's ideas and about his critique to my show uh, is something that we can all benefit from. And we will uh, uh, give a little bit more about the premise of uh, the show that I sent you and about the overall ideas so that you can be able to understand what we're talking about even though you didn't see the show. But you will be able to see the routines that we are mentioning. You will have a video clip for it available on the BlueNartistPodcast.com website. So after hearing this, you could go there, watch the video clip, understand all the deeper meanings of what Danny will give you, and also we'll be able to hear again uh, the video. Uh, at the end of the interview, or this very special interview, uh, we will also talk more about how Danny uh, performs these director's services and the show audit and all of those services which are something that you need to consider. And who is this for? Is it for everyone? Is it for someone with a show which you just started or you want to be more mature? There's different things that Danny can help you with and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. After you witness the power of directing, I think that will help you to understand if this is good for you or not. With that said, I want to give a little bit about the premise of the show. I'm doing birthday shows. Most of my customers find me because of my uh, advertisement as a magician, actually, and not as a balloon artist, even though I try to leverage balloon art and um, create the atmosphere that my uh, show is a magic and balloon show. It's not a balloon show yet. I want it to be a balloon show. And, and I perform usually in birthday events in the living room for about 30 kids. I always try to make my content original and entertaining, but obviously uh, it's an ongoing process and this is why we're here now. And my goals when I contacted Danny were I want to improve my ability to entertain the adults as well. So this is like something I want to really uh, improve by having a more entertaining show and routines. And also uh, we had uh, we have some barriers, natural barriers, and mainly I'm talking about the language barrier, which uh, has its uh, pros and cons. So I speak in Hebrew in my shows usually, and the video that I sent to Danny is in Hebrew, but most of the comedy is uh, physical comedy, and also there is some advantages on watching a video clip without the original sound and kind of identifying the actual results of the, of the routine, the premise of the routine, and so on. So I feel like uh, even though the show is in Hebrew, there is so much that I will be able to learn and you will be able to learn as well. And finally, the three routines that we chose for critiquing in this podcast um, uh, in a very original and unique way, is are, those are routines which hardly don't have any text. Um, like really, uh, uh, the amount of text inside is either minimal or... Uh, text that you can hear uh, in English on the website of the creator of the prop. So you can understand the premise really, really easy. And we will explain as well here in audio format. Uh, so I feel like I gave all the um, right introduction. Right. Like you, you, you basically got a full two-hour piece of uh, video clip for me. So, yes, uh, so I got the full two hours from Zivi arriving in his van, unloading the van, setting up the show, 
uh, helped by the kids, which was great. I really liked that. And then he does a 15-minute reception kind of warm-up thing with close-up magic and, and chatting to the kids. And then they all sit down to a 60-minute show. And then at, after the show, there was the birthday ceremony, the birthday cake and all of that. Yeah. And then finally, to finish, while they're having food, uh, Zibi makes balloons, line work kind of balloons. Yeah, that's, that's the basic package that uh, I'm offering here in Israel. It's the more uh, popular package in Israel to book someone for two hours and to have a 60-minute show. And I sent everything to you, Danny, so that you can see like the entire process. The show, by the way, was recorded, including you know kids inside. And just a, a, a quick note about privacy. Obviously, privacy is very important. You don't want to take pictures of kids and put them on the Internet without permission. That specific event was actually for uh, for kids in my village where I live, and the, the birthday kid was the kid of my personal assistant who helps me occasionally on uh, my office, in all kinds of office chores. So it was a barter. It was all known in advance that I want to do this show for her and that she will help me by approving that I will take the video and use it for my marketing and also now for uh, my uh, needs to improve the show by getting director, a director on board. And I'm so excited about expanding my team uh, with you, Danny. You. And by doing this here uh, in an open way, I hope you can also learn yes. something. So I will now give the mic to you and we'll go into more of a listening okay. mode. So I have a couple of questions for you just because I couldn't uh, understand the words on your backdrop. Is it... Yeah, so I have a backdrop with like uh, a few pieces of A4 printed in color papers that are wrapped in some kind of a PVC polyester material. And it says, uh, Zivi Kivi, The Magic Show. And I also have a scary show, so I can replace that. And I have a, a balloon storytelling show, so I have like it printed either magic show or scary show or balloon show. But usually I use the, the magic show. Uh, Great. One. So let me just describe for the listeners. Uh, you have a black backdrop with, your, with those words on. You have a box uh, on the stage right or, the, or left as we view it. Uh, with your props in, and then you have a table at the back, uh, a large balloon, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, container. container. And yes. then you have a levitation table on the other side. So quite a lot There's of stuff. There's a lot of uh, stuff. A lot of stuff. And it's a very small space in a, in a, a living room of a house. Um, the children yeah. are sitting on a carpet, which Zivi has provided, so their carpet doesn't get dirty. And um, all the kids are sitting on the floor. Some are sitting on the sofa. The adults uh, in this particular show are at the back. There's a couple of babies and toddlers uh, as well. Um, but mainly it's seven, eight-year-olds. And, and the Correct, birthday yeah. child, uh, the boy, is eight. Yeah. Yes. So that's just to set the scene. So, Zivi, this is a typical party you were saying yeah i usually in the living room and Go ahead. Uh, and um my first question is why you have the birthday child up for most of the show 
That's a good question, and actually something that I'm quite proud of is the fact that I work a lot on empowering the birthday kid in many, many ways during my service. So it comes uh, in many uh, shapes and forms, like the birthday balloon sculpture, and also with uh, all kinds of invitations in video clips and in uh, picture format, so that I empower the kids in, in many ways. But specifically in the show, I really make an emphasis on shifting the amount of time that the kid is standing with me according to the actual kid involved. So it's specifically in this event, it was like, I think, 80% of the time. Yes. He decided he was involved in doing something, even though I didn't really needed him to be standing near me and by me so long. But this specific kid, uh, I can say, uh, his mother warned me in advance that he's uh, super shy, that he don't, doesn't have a lot of friends, uh, and that she's afraid that he will not uh, cooperate. And I wanted to give her a taste of her boy winning. And her boy was winning all over it. She, he, was, he was active. He was choosing people. He was uh, doing stuff by himself. He was uh, uh, surprising me occasionally. And I was uh, making an effort on allowing him to do so. Uh, sometimes the, the birthday kid is very shy and, he will on, and I will only bring him on to one bit or two bits. Um, or maybe, maybe three. Uh, usually that's what happens. So three bits. In this show, gosh, it was like he just, he, w he wouldn't agree. He wouldn't agree to go and sit. And I wouldn't uh, want to persuade him to sit down because it felt like an opportunity to. Okay, go. good. Thank you. So the show starts with routine with a magic coloring book. Is that right? And yes. it's a magic coloring book that you have made. No. No. Actually, it's a rare, it, I know it's uh, not the usual one, so it's not a usual magic uh, coloring book. It's a magic coloring book that I uh, acquired in Tokyo, and I've never seen, in, seen this uh, coloring book anywhere, not online, yes. not offline, only in Tokyo. And they, they paid royalties to put down pictures from Disney okay. characters. So uh, this is actually very high quality made. Uh, coloring book with only two different uh, modes of operation. So in general, the usual coloring mode, you can show pictures with color, pictures with black and white, and nothing, uh, blank pictures. In this uh, coloring book, you only have two modes, pictures with color or blanks. And the added value of only having two versions is that th you can actually put more paper, more pieces mm -hmm. of paper, uh, and they look a little bit thinner, and you can flick faster, so it looks extremely reliable uh, when the pictures appear and disappear. Okay. Um, because I couldn't see from the camera view uh, what the pictures were, but that doesn't matter. I knew what it was. Um, I, I didn't know what the story was because, unfortunately, I don't speak Hebrew. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you asked me to do was to make uh, to balloonify the show. So I think this is the first point that you can have. If you make your own magic coloring book, you can put pictures of balloons. Right. You know, you have a, big, uh, a balloon dog, a balloon, uh, you know, all the different models that are either not there, blank pages or um, uh, outlines or colored in. 
And actually, uh, Buster Balloon has a, a routine that he sells uh, called the Big Book of Stuff. Yes. And uh, in the Big Book of Stuff, he uses a, a similar concept, only in his version, it is uh, con- conceived as a device uh, basically to force a specific... Uh, balloon yes. model and uh, it's a very clever routine which is actually something that I've started to implement into my show right. recently so that's my feedback for the magic coloring book so I've gone through um, the whole show making notes and then more detailed notes on the three routines that you will be able to watch the videos for okay cool. um, you have uh, giant cards and uh, I think there's an apple and a banana on them and um, I don't really understand it, but uh, that you end up uh, biting a real apple, and then um, you have a picture of a core. Is that right? Yeah, so basically the two cards have a picture, one of an apple and one of bananas, and I can make the apple look like it's only the core of the apple, it's only the leftover. And the way that I use them is that I make the I, I make a game of they need to find out after I mix the cards where is the apple and I fail once so I basically try to confuse them but they manage to find the apple and then uh, I do it again but this time I make sure that the apple will be on top of the bananas because basically it's a prop uh, with a piece of magnet so uh, I can make the bananas look like an apple and after showing them that they are confused, that I was able to confuse them, I do a bit where the birthday kid uh, choose the so-called apple, but it's, an, it's actually not the apple anymore. It's the core of the apple. It's the leftovers. And he was basically able by himself to eat the apple and transform the picture of the apple into a picture of leftovers of an apple. And he does that by miming, biting. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, again, so I have two ideas for you here. Uh, you could have pictures of balloons, a balloon apple and balloon bananas. Very, you know, it's more uh, investing in your show um, to make it more personal and original. So that's one idea. Or the other idea is that you have a balloon carrot uh, because the next trick you do is with the top hat and and a a rabbit escaping routine. So one of the things, another thing uh, Zivi asked me to do was looking at linking things. And um, um, he also asked me to maybe look at uh, stories or infrastructure or a plot or something like that for, for the show. So um, so I'm also kind of thinking about that for the whole of the show, as well as uh, looking at the three routines in detail. Cool. So basically what you're saying is that if I connect the second routine, the one with the apple and the banana, into the third routine, which was where the rabbit keeps trying to escape yes. my hat, and then by using a carrot I can say something like connect it to... So for example, if you have the, you do the apple routine... But the other picture, instead of bananas, it's carrots, a bunch of carrots. Then you put the apple yeah. stuff away, you have the the um, carrot card out, and the bunny then wants to escape for trying to get the carrots. I see. Um, so you're, you're instantly going, you're connecting one to the other routine. So then we go into the rabbit 
escaping from the top hat routine, which is another um, traditional kind of uh, bought uh, magic prop. Yeah, and there's a top yes. hat, and uh, it, it's a wooden top hat that opens and closes, and uh, a rabbit cut out of wood um, that uh, that you can manipulate. Yeah, so this is a prop made by uh, David Kay or Silly Billy, and uh, in this prop I have the ability to basically show the ears of the rabbit coming up from either the top or the bottom or the side or the other side. It's a great routine. I, I don't have any comments uh, um, about that apart from if you, in this case, you have the child up, um, you know, you can get the kid involved more holding one side of the hat or holding the rabbits, the, the card of with the um, with the carrots on, for example. If you had that, you, you can mm. you can hold that. So I don't really have that much to say about that routine, um, except for that you you have a wand, do you? Uh, yeah, I, I eventually the rabbit is disappearing, and I'm looking for a wand. Uh, in order to bring it back, but it's actually uh, I have a duplicate rabbit uh, stuck on my at my back. Yes, so I think there's a lot of play to be had throughout the show with wands, with lots of different wands. You can have a balloon wand, a tiny wand. There are many different wand tricks in the market that you can use or not use. Um, there's a nesting wands where you have one wand and it has about five or six. Uh, ones within it that you get the child to hold uh, and I think there's a lot more you can do to, to uh, use your volunteers with the wands so I think throughout the show you could have more wands you can have you know a, a 160 wand a 646 balloon wand for big tricks you know maybe it's just a small trick so you have I, I have done this in the past um, got a matchstick chopped off the the bit that lights and painted it black in the middle and white at each end and you have a tiny magic wand for a tiny magic trick nice <laughs> i got it so i think there's lots of play for you to explore with wands um it, because you're selling it as a magic show so i yeah and also by by making some of them from exactly. balloons uh i can even give them away Absolutely. at the end yeah, yeah, um, and there's a lot of one tricks out there. So then, uh, Zivi, you go into a routine with an octagon or a kind of a shape with many sides. And my only comment around this time is, so <laughs> why do you give the trick away at the end? Ah, it's a good question and uh, really a topic of uh, controversy in uh, magicians. I have uh, a very educational approach in uh, the way that I present magic. So I, I tell all the kids that all the tricks that I know and aware of in the world are actually tricks and they require some skill or some knowledge, but everyone can learn and become a magician. And I teach one trick at least. Okay. So I don't, I don't teach tricks that are used by my colleagues. It's very important for mm -hmm. me, the ethics of everything. And that uh, piece of octagon uh, painting of a fish ball with the fishes uh, disappearing and then appearing back and then disappearing and then turning into a cat face. Uh, this is also a prop from Tokyo. 
that no one has real access yeah. to and uh except for if you live in tokyo and uh <laughs> so uh, yeah so, so my thing is that if that's what you do that's fine um however i think you can present it better uh, uh, in a better manner so you you do the trick you you kind of ru- you're rushing the final image and then you kind of uh, i would like to then see you kind of go okay well that's the trick i don't know if this is what you say already um did you enjoy it how do you think it works and then this is how it's done So you're separating the performance to the educational aspect of it. I see. So, so what you're saying is that right now you felt it was uh, like it was immediately. Yeah, it was really instant. After. Uh, and that's uh, and here's the final image. And this is how it did look. You know, you wave the effect in their faces. Yeah. Whereas I think you should perform it as it should be performed. And then it's a, a moment of, okay, you know, get them to clap and, and, and appreciate the trick. Okay, then then this is how it, it's done. Okay, got it. Separate, I think, because then it's clear that it, not every magic trick will be explained. You know, when they go to see another birthday magician, they're not going to get the same. This is a special, you kids are very special. You know, you can make more of it. I'm, listen, I'm just, look, I don't normally do this. But, you know, you can do that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool, awesome. Uh, so then you move on to your balloon routine. Yes. <laughs> and you inflate um, some balloons and you get three volunteers up and you blindfold yourself. The blindfolds are checked by the kids and um, I feel you could... You could I don't believe that you're blind. I don't, you don't, I don't believe, believe that you can see, that you can't see. Um, because you're too you know where the kids are you know where everything is um, I think you can play a lot more with um, uh, feeling the heads of the children in front of you mistaking an arm for a balloon and start to you know manipulate the arm uh, you know that kind of thing um, that, that's a funny <laughs> idea you. that's why I'm here um, get the volunteers to pass you the balloons but you can't see them You know, so they don't pass them all the way to you or you deliberately don't get them. The, the way that I do it is basically, uh, first of all, uh, I, mean, I want to give credit. So the original idea is something I've learned from Buster yes. Balloon. And he also published this not just in the masterclass he gave in Israel, but also in Balloon HQ. And uh, the idea is that I have a second sculpture. Uh, and I'm trying to build a huge sculpture for the birthday kid, and eventually I will do a switch yes. between the not-so-good-looking sculpture and the real one. And the, the, my take on this was that I'm going to do this amazing sculpture uh, that the kid wanted, blindfolded. So um, I am actually blindfolded. I, I'm not picking. Uh, I, may, I may have uh, not acted <laughs> this enough, Uh, but I am I am really okay. blindfolded and and the 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 premise of this the, the like the fun part for me is that this show this bit never looks the same uh, sometimes the kid will run away and I will not find their head <laughs> sometimes like I will always name the color of the balloon that I take and I will okay. misname it and uh, I will try to you know while making the balloon uh, with folded eyes which is actually some uh, something that i've also 
know by now that uh, Samkre means has a variation uh, which also uses a blindfold in a okay. restaurant walk. He told okay. all about that uh, uh, in his chapter. The idea here is that I try to hit the kids or accidentally while making okay. the balloons. I try to, you know, make mistakes and eventually I put everything inside the balloon container and I say something like, now even I can't see that I can't see. And I make the okay. switch and I bring out the, re the, the real sculpture and eventually I say, I was so happy that uh, you invited me here. So I also made you a starfish <laughs> and I take out the, the bunch of okay. balloons. Connected and I would point. just like to point out to listen to listeners that um, um, the, the balloon, pre-made balloon, has been seen by the birthday child in this case um, because he helped uh, help you set up. Yeah. So he knows he's getting yeah, a dolphin balloon, a really lovely yeah. balloon, um, and um, so I think uh, I think you can play with being blind more, especially if you are blind. There's a lot more play uh, and and gags and laughter to have we had with completely maybe you turn around completely so you're facing your curtain oh. okay can you pass me the next balloon please it's gonna be uh, where are you where i can't see I, you know all that kind of stuff well play really milk it i see now uh and and then twisting their arms in and in, into the balloon oh sorry you know Lots of things. You can play with all of that being blind a lot more. The other thing that you need to play with is you, you put the starfish, the, the group of balloons, into the balloon bag, and then immediately you pull out the dolphin, the pre-made balloon. And I think you can spend some more time squeaking the, the 260s to make it sound like you're twisting them, and then you pull out the dolphin. So it is like you've um, twisted it. Obviously you haven't, and it's funny, um, and I think that would help that routine. Got it. Okay. So uh, emphasize the part where I'm actually yeah, blindfolded. Because you are. Make, I thought you could actually it. see, because there is a, yeah. a blindfold trick where you can um, see. Right, but I didn't use yeah. the... Yes, that no, version. that's fine. But then really play with the um, fact that you are blind. Cool. So then we go into the napkin rose routine, which is lovely. I have very little to say about that. It's a um, standard kind of magic thing where you take a napkin, a paper napkin, and you make a rose from it. And uh, you do it very well with some lovely music and um, some impressions of things that you're making along the way before you get to the rose and then the birthday child gave it away to was it his sister it was his uh, nephew. nephew niece yes niece his niece it yes. was his niece uh, but that's a great routine really like it I, I would like to know what the story is um, but I don't need to know that works that's lovely thank you uh, the, the idea here and by the way these days I do it with oh, a okay. balloon with a with a, like making a balloon flower right. basically with a, a flower from 260 and a stem from sure. 160 and the story in general is look the music is very emotional I yes. really love this music it's from the movie mm -hmm. Emily and it's the main theme of the movie Emily 
and it's very emotional. I get all weepy from just hearing it. And um, I basically tell the story of, like, I ask the kid, what is your age? And I sometimes make the joke of, oh, yeah, when I was a six-year-old girl or when I was a four-year-old boy, I was actually getting uh, as a present my first magic trick from my grandfather, and it was the magic trick of a ball with a cup. And I ask the kid if they know it, and they say yes, and I say, well, one year after, and it's only a trick, and I tell them. And then one year after, I got my second magic trick, magic kit and inside I had uh, three cups and three balls and I asked them do you know that too and they say yes we know it so they feel engaged and then I say and it is also just a trick every year I got a present and every year the present was a trick and I wanted real magic so I flew to Las Vegas and I went into the biggest uh, magic shop uh, in Las Vegas and in there I went, over, I went over to the magic shop owner and asked him, teach me something which is real magic. And he said, I can't. All of the magic in the world, all the magic in the shop are tricks. And I came back home to Israel and I was disappointed and I've... Uh, looked for real magic and this is it this is what I found is real magic now I will show you the real magic and the real magic is actually also a trick but it will create something soon that I cannot expect what it is I do not know what will happen Mm -hmm. soon Uh, the kid the birthday birthday kid is standing near me and I am now presenting my pitch basically this script of mine I do it in a way that each each time I hold the flower in front of her face or his face in this case and, and each time they are trying to grab the flower from me and I accidentally pull the flower away from them. This is a matter of timing and practice. And when it works well, the, the audience are really laughing about uh, me, doesn't, me not noticing that the kid is trying to take the flower. And so basically I say, but now I do not know, I do not know what will happen next because the birthday boy is going to grab the, the flower from my hand. And once he grabs it from my hand, he will give it away. And uh, he will choose one boy or one girl to give this flower to, or maybe even an adult. And sometimes I will like show how I'm really hoping uh, with my uh, gesture in the hand, I will show I'm really hoping that maybe he will give me the flower. Uh, I had a girl that uh, like I looked at her as if I'm in love with her. And uh, it really is an emotional piece. And then... Eventually, I will ask them, like, I will tell them, when he's grabbing the flower from my hand and giving it away, it will be a gift uh, of friendship. It will be a gift of love. It will be a gift of friendship. Did I say friendship already? And so on. So the kids already say, yes, you said it, you said it, and give him the balloon. They are just so anxious that eventually he will get the balloon. And then I give him the balloon, and I even sometimes pull out my phone and put it in video mode, and then follow up the kid when he's going to his mother, right. maybe, and gives the, the flower and gives a hug, because this is a very emotional piece. Everyone are very proud of him, that he gives an hug to someone, and that he gives uh, the flower away, and uh, it's a very emotional uh, It works really well, and it makes me very happy that you've made it a balloon flower instead of a napkin. Thanks. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, so then you, we have a little break 
in the show. You get everybody up and you do some uh, dancing and movement and get everybody jiggling around. And then at the end, the birthday kid judges who is the quickest at sitting down or, or last or first. I don't know. Uh, no, who, who sits down first in, in crisscross yep. applesauce? And uh, I think maybe possibly at this point, because yesterday I listened to John Watkins, the podcast with him, you could maybe do a balloon auction. If the parents are there, you said you want to involve the parents more. Uh, right. If the, you need to get the a parent sitting at the back of the room or the back of the, the audience, and uh, maybe this is a, a moment you could try uh, the balloon auction. You will have to have some balloons... Okay. You know, special balloons, um, not yeah. so special as the birthday balloon, obviously. Um, right. But right. maybe you could try that to get the adults involved. Um, and I don't think you need to do that for so long. And maybe the auction will, will help. So you do a bit of dancing, then the balloon auction, and then you can get, carry on with the show. I can probably make the balloon auction with um, the flower on a slap bracelet because yes. I have the silicone slap bracelet that uh, Matt Falloon uh, uh, taught me. And uh, this way it's not too big and uh, it is promotional yes. for me. And uh, the kids love it so much so that they will feel it's worth um, making a promise about it. And uh, I think that this is a really good spot for the thank balloon you. auction. Uh, thank you pleasure. for this. Uh, so then we move on to uh, the Zivi Kivi song. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you have your own song with backing track. Um, I don't know what it says, um, but I would... Uh, um, can it be used in other points in the show? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the premise here is that, uh, and uh, this is an idea by, Derry, by Gary Dunn. He has a DVD where he basically have three songs about him, presumably, but it's actually songs with different names and different, uh, like one of them is embarrassing uh, as well. So I just basically translated okay. this into Hebrew. So the, the, there are three songs about not about me and eventually a fourth song, which is about Zivikivi, but accidentally the singer is also saying banana and mango and melon. And again, kiwi in Hebrew sounds like okay. kiwi. So, uh, so the last song, which was made by a Fiverr guy for five bucks, uh, that was just a joke uh, where even when someone is singing the kiwi show, uh, he's accidentally saying mango and banana okay. and so on. Because I think it's a really good thing to get them sang uh, singing your name. Exactly. Uh, oh, I, I didn't do So that. I think you can build that more into, you know, maybe there's a, a verse at the beginning of the show. Uh, so you introduce the song, you tell them this is how the song works, you know, really shout out Zivi Kivi when it comes to my name. You do the first one as an introduction, the second one maybe at the end uh, uh, where this bit is, and then another one just before the levitation at the end so they're saying your name three times throughout the show and and for for okay. listeners gary dunn is a uk um children's entertainer who's really funny he's really great yes so then we move on with the show and 
my comment here is that you use very little of the space, mainly because you don't have that much space, but you seem to be just in the middle and rooted to one place. Um, but I would like to see you move around the space a bit more. And we go then into... So then we move on to one of your first videos, the donut the, routine. The donut. The donut, the donut routine is um, from Axtel Puppets in America. And yes. it's it looks like a bagel. Yes, a bagel or a donut. I, I think you refer <laughs> it as a, to, as a bagel, don't you? So uh, the way I do it, every show I ask the birthday kid, do you want today to use it as a bagel or as a donut? Whatever they choose, that's the name. Okay. And that's the, so they affect, they had a, any, uh, some kind of right. effect on uh, the content. So um, I, I wrote some short notes and then I wrote some longer notes when you told me uh, that you want to focus on this routine. So my cool. short notes are the puppetry must be, al the puppet must be alive at all times. So what happens is Zivi picks up this uh, donut puppet. You see him put his hand in the puppet and get adjusted. The kids, the birthday child is standing right next to him and sees everything. And then you start to manipulate it. And I think you need to make it more, more special from the first moment. When I went to the Axtel website, he brings out a box. Does it? Did, have you got a box with it? I didn't ever use okay. it. Okay, I would uh, like you to use it <laughs> because then you can just bring the box yeah. out. You can then start playing with uh, the kids helping you call out the donut. You know, there's a lot of play and well, interaction you can gain from uh, not just here's the puppet, let's get on with it. You have another layer to add of play and interaction. Uh, and also, uh, I don't know how the box works, but I imagine there's a hole in the back. So you can fiddle yeah. around trying to fit the puppet into your hand in secret yeah. while you're getting the kids to help you. And then when you're ready, he can pop out of the, of the box and say hello yeah. and be shy. He can be angry. He can be hungry. He can be sneezy, whatever you want to add onto that, but he can, he can be hidden and it looks, it creates more of an illusion rather than just sticking your hand in the puppet in front of everybody. Okay. Um, and then you have a soundtrack. Is that correct? Yes. So it's a soundtrack that I've edited, uh, especially, uh, where basically I have uh, three sneezes built into the soundtrack and uh, like one one sneeze which is like re he really sneezes and another one which he uh, have a fake sneeze and then sneezes and the third one which he sneezes fast and every time after he sneezes he wipes his uh, I don't know if to say nose the, his donut nose uh, he wipes it on uh, my on my my clothes in, on my shirt instead of inside into a napkin. I think you have missed a huge opportunity for the puppet, the bagel, the donut to pull your tie off. 
Hmm. Instead, Instead of, basically what I have is a, I have a very, very long uh, a tie at the same color of uh, yes. my clothes. And uh, the, the, the whole purpose of this uh, routine is to eventually have the puppet. Uh, usually it was a, a Rocky Raccoon, so I changed it to uh, a donut sure. puppet to be a little bit different. And the puppet uh, wipes its nose on eventually on my tie, which uh, then I put it away. I put the, the puppet just totally away. It's no longer a puppet. And then I just pull, the, pull out the tie by myself. But then in this show, uh, the, because the birthday child was up there with you, he then started to grab the puppet and put his hand in it and play with it. And again, if it's in a box, it's one level that he can't get into so easily. But I think you need to keep the yeah. puppet out, and I think he could swallow the tie, because the, the, the donut has a hole in the middle, and I think you could feed the tie in when he bites the tie. I don't know how the... the I, I think you could work with... Um, swallowing the tie so he eats your tie I think that would be really really funny so he wipes his nose on the mm -hmm. tie he grabs it and then you can somehow work you have to rehearse that's practice a lot yeah. with getting the tie in with one hand while you're talking yeah. about something else or being disgusted about he's wiped his nose everywhere you, you know he's swallowing the tie and then eventually he pulls your neck and you know all the kind of interaction with another character that is actually your hand with a puppet on i see um the other thing i need to say is um you you people will see in the video that you at one point you get very angry with the donut and you whack yes. you hit the the puppet on the the table and I do. I, I think that's not only will it destroy your prop in time, it it looks bad. Why would you give the message that hitting is okay, for one? And and the other thing, you're trying to create an illusion that this is a living donut. <laughs> I know, yeah, okay, yeah. it sounds ridiculous. But you're trying to create this illusion that it's a living character, and then you go and whack it on the head. You know, you just kind of abuse it a bit, and I, I, yeah. I think it's more interesting that you that you tell it off, or you put it back in its box, or you, um, or you know, you do something else. So, uh, than so, so, so you don't you, you don't like uh, me hitting the the donut, and I do uh, uh, like I, hitting. I can uh, hear the eyes of the puppet clonk. On the to the table, yeah, on the levitation table, uh, and they clunk really hard. And uh, I actually had uh, occasions where parents would tell me that I'm doing uh, something which is not educational here. So I had to change the text to kind of counter effect that, and I I explain in the text, uh, in the in, like I when I after I smack it, I say like, oh gosh, I've destroyed my not real puppet, <laughs> <laughs> something like that, <laughs> so, so, so that they will not of be course. upset about it, and I then go into uh, giving the puppet the kiss of life, like breathing sure. into its mouth. But so I that think will, it's more interesting uh, not to do that, especially if it's in the yeah. box, 
play with it being in the box and yeah. you can shut the lid and it you know there's a lot more play a lot more fun than just whacking it on the table yeah yeah and you know what the the whole reason of uh, whacking him on the table is like to make people laugh right so there are additional ways of making kids laugh and I want to keep my messages congruent yes. so so that so that I, was my initial um, feedback from watching the whole show but then I then watched watched it again with more detail with a keener eye and um, yeah so I, I kind of repeated the respect the puppet from the moment the routine begins Again, why is the kid there? Yeah. But I, I know that answer now. You need to create the illusion. Keep the puppet alive all the time so it's always looking around, looking at the audience, looking at you, uh, looking in the box. Um, prepare everything beforehand. So I think, I can't remember what you have to grab. You, you get something um, in that routine in this show that you didn't have on you. I think maybe in the the actual red napkin yes, or something like that. But you need everything with you before you start the routine. Otherwise, yeah. you put you know you, you, the puppet dies and you go and get something and uh, it, it's yeah. it, it's uh, another it, the puppet is an illusion. It's like a magic trick. You're trying to keep this illusion going. I um, see. It's another character on the stage with you. Yeah. So I say. Uh, get the puppet to do stuff. Get get give the puppet tasks that can go wrong. Um, I, I, as I've already said, he pulls your tie. He eats it. He tries to eat other stuff. You know the sneezing. Maybe he sneezes over the audience. Uh, sometimes when I'm directing, I throw lots of questions and give you ideas, and it's up to you to use them or not. Uh, it's I, I direct from a point where it's very much your show. You have to do it. Yeah. When I make my shows, I have maybe a hundred ideas to put in my show. And uh, I cut them down to about 30, and I maybe only use 10 of those in the show. So it's important to generate lots of ideas, and then you go, does that work for me? Does it fit in the show? Does it? Which routine can I put this in? Okay, it doesn't work. I'll write it down. Maybe it will do for another routine or another show. Yeah. So, so that was the donut routine, which is great. Oh, thank you. I think it can be improved a lot, very easily. Um, yeah, I think I think the the immediate fix, uh, the immediate remedy or improvement would be to use the box that the puppet yes. came with, and to treat it with more respect, and to have it feed eat the the the, the tie instead of me yes. pulling it, and uh, maintaining the illusion of uh, character, and not hitting it on the head at the end of it. So even if I only do those, that all you of that, that is pretty you much. Do that this weekend. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So then we go on to the second routine, which is the princess routine. 
Yeah, so basically this is a routine made by Silly Billy, David Kay. It's called uh, Princess in a Sickle. Actually, Matt Falloon was uh, on the Balloon Artist podcast uh, in this season in Chapter 2, and he uses uh, this routine as well. And he uses it with balloon hats and so on, so I thought it would be a good idea to, to try and brainstorm and hear your, your inputs about this routine and ways on ballooning it on one hand and also um, getting critiques okay. on the other. So you have four volunteers from the audience up. Yeah. So in this version that you've shown me, you get a girl out first, and then she chooses a, a birthday cake hat or a birthday cake um, hairband. Hairband. You, sorry. And they're made out of fabric. Again, you, uh, why a birthday cake? This is um, like the story out, uh, the story that I begin with in this uh, princess routine. The premise is that we are now going into the magical kingdom of birthday, birthdays. Mm-hmm. And in the birthday realm, uh, there is the princess. She is the princess of birthdays. In addition to the prince of the birthday, who is like in Israel we call the birthday kid the okay. prince of the birthday. So the girl is the princess of the birthdays, and I am the king okay. of birthdays. So that's how like uh, I talk to the adults in a way and try to like show off and say I am sure. the king in this realm yes. of birthdays. Okay. The rest of the plot is the, the usual, like, who do you want to marry? Do you want to marry uh, the prince who is in jail, uh, or the prince who is uh, a dragon, or the prince who is uh, a frog? And the next bit is that basically I tell her that she doesn't have to decide according to what old stories tell us to decide. You can decide by picking up who dances best, and then we all go into a dance yes. together. A couple of directing points here for you. I think you need to hold the silk with the print a little bit longer in front of the um, child so that everybody can really see clearly that it's a dragon, a frog, a prisoner and a princess because then you tie it immediately behind them and the image is not so great. I agree. Just a little bit more time to see the image and I also think you can get the kids to do stuff you can get the prisoner to shout help you can or let me you know I'm a prince let me out of here Uh, you can get the frog to grip it somebody needs to kiss me Um, the dragon can roar and and do dragon things you can get them to do actions and sounds you're involving the kids more than just standing there with a uh, a, a piece of fabric around them. Right. So that's actually something that they usually uh-huh. do. Probably I forgot yes. to do it on this occasion. And I have to say, um, also on the video of this show, uh, Zivi was, uh, uh, had a bit of a cold, so maybe your brain wasn't working at, at top notch uh, on that particular day. Yeah. But I'm glad that you do that. But I wanted to mention it That's as a directing yeah. thing. Then, So then you do a dance with them all. And it's mainly arms. Don't turn your back. Don't get them to turn around. Because, again, you're you're trying to create this image of the different characters, and you turn around and you just see backs, backs of heads. Mm. Um, Also, the princess, as people will see from the video, 
she's wearing this huge birthday cake with a hole for her face. It kind of ruins the image of a princess. Mm. There's no reason why you couldn't add your own balloon hats. doesn't have to be the same as Matt Falloon. You can make your own balloon hairbands up. Of course. And then, then that's giving her, you know, something nicer than that. It, it's a really... It doesn't make for good photos either. This is a great photo opportunity for parents. They have four kids up. They're all dressed in um, these um, silk um, images. And you're covering one of them with a huge birthday hat, birthday cake hat. Usually they choose the hairband and then I I put the hat on top of me. Which looks ridiculous. But then don't give them a choice uh, or force the choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you want this to I be... I forgot. A... I forgot about that. <laughs> You're in charge, Zivi. It's your show. Yeah, I know, I know. You don't have to... And I, I can I can force a, like I can force yeah. a hat. Yeah, or, I'm sure or, you can. Yeah. But So that means you, get the, you are the king, um, the birthday king, and um, she is the princess with a nice... Uh, birthday cake tiara rather than a massive hat that hides her face every time she turns her head so that's better for photos and maybe I I don't know what you were saying again but maybe you could be done as a game show ask the princess questions um, and then then it could be more exciting it's it's, this is the the birthday game Mm -hmm. show you know, Princess One, Princess uh, Prince One, Prince Two, Prince Three, and the princess chooses, and then you, you do the um, the trick itself, which is great, and it get, gets a great reaction. And of course, uh, I like the switch, so the the prince's head is on the princess body, and the princess head is on the prince's body, and then you turn the turn the silk around, and it's great. Make. I can even I can even uh, take the idea of the game show, and have like each of the prince will hold, even just a 260. And when they want to give the answer, they they take their hands up with the with the sure. 260, which just you know gives a little bit of balloons into the into exactly. the game show. The, and, the um yeah. the dragon could you, you have a two or three balloon weave of fire. He he blows fire in the air. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The prisoner has um, silver chain links that he waves. Hmm. Uh, the frog has a green leaf, for example. Yeah, and then then it's not really costumes from balloons. It's, it's yes. props for yes. the game show. And then uh, eat that, Matt Falloon. <laughs> so, so, cool. So one of the questions you ask about is uh, plot and infrastructure. Uh, and what is the theme of or thread running through the show? For me, it's the birthday. It's a, it's a celebration for the birthday child. Everybody's here for the friend, for, you know, his friends and family are here. The adults are here too. And that is the theme. And if you want a story, great, that's up to you. But I would probably save that for a stage show I see Um, because I think you can have different routines um, that you can switch in and out 
Like you have your yeah. three main routines, the donut routine, which is great, uh, and and you will improve it. The prince's the prince's routine and the levitation effect. They, these are all three at the end. You could change the whole of the beginning of the show, and these three would still be the same. Yes. So, um, if you have a story which has a beginning, a middle, and an end, that's it. You can't really change it because everything should be interwoven. So, have you got any questions? I've come to the end of my notes that I've made on your one-hour show. So, uh, so many uh, good ideas. I, ha I have my homework. Like 80% of the things are uh, things that I can yes. do immediately. Like tomorrow on my show, I can do that immediately. And we also found a place to put uh, a balloon auction into the into my service which is something that i need a way to practice uh, i already sold my first balloon auction and tomorrow i'm actually doing my first wow. balloon auction uh yeah so uh i have a lot of uh, balloons Great. to make after this and there's so many good ideas wow <laughs> danny thank you so much for uh helping me understand on how uh, to improve my routines and take them to the next level and also how to construct my show in a way that will be uh, more mature and more entertaining for the adults. My pleasure. Uh, all of this is uh, really important for me and for my, for my brand, for my business. So tell us, Danny, how does it work that if someone in the audience is like building a show or has a show, when is the right time to go to a director like you and get his advices? So... Um, I've done shows, for example, with Buster Balloon and, and Annie Bonani, where they've done their show a gazillion times, and it, there's a lot of tweaking and fine adjustment and fine-tuning. So that's one. Yeah. If you have an established show, you might just want to make it better. Um, so yeah. I can come and do that very easily. Like with your show, you have a show already. I've come in, changed a few things that you can implement straight away. Uh, yeah. If you're building a show... It's really good to get me in as well early because then I can help you get your show a lot better, a lot faster. So I can give you lots of ideas. Yeah. I can help structure the show with you. I can um, advise you on different things you can add into your show that you may not have thought of. And the way it works is you would engage me to help you and you would send me some video like you have of a show or some ideas of a show, I watch them and then we Skype feedback sessions. And then you go away, you work on your show a bit more, take a bit more video and so on. Yeah, and this is something that I already know a few members of the audience that are into building their show or halfway through or maybe they have a 30-minute show and now they're building a 45-minute sure. show and stuff like that. So those people that are listening right now, you really do need to consider Danny's services because really he knows his stuff. He can help you in all the phases on brainstorming, on skipping up the mistakes you know a lot of the a lot of time you find out what doesn't work and you find it in front of people and you find it in front of kids and it's not a fun experience to get uh, the audience 
quiet and not laugh from your jokes or and sometimes the the fixes to your problem uh, of not knowing what exactly to do and when are very very simple so someone with Danny's experiences and with Danny's point of view it will be really easy for you for for him to help you and he has a very nice website where he presents all the information about his directing uh, services the, everything he's there in the I highly, highly recommend you check it up in uh, his uh, website. And uh, yeah, we will have a link on the show notes. Go to the balloonartistpodcast.com. And in the show notes, you will have a link for Danny's website. And uh, he has, uh, you could see some stuff that he does, like uh, his stage shows and his birthday services, and also his directing services. There, there's really no excuses on not uh, checking it up. This is something that will boost your show years ahead and uh, will give you the confidence on performing your show in a professional manner. So I just manner. want to add in there that the same as you're listening to podcasts as part of your balloon education, that you, the same as you buy DVDs, the same as that you go and spend money on your balloon education, this is investing in your balloon show. For sure. So I, I thank you again, Danny, for doing this uh, unique live session with me. I'm very happy to get uh, all of these ideas from you and uh, to share the, them openly. I hope that someone else can also uh, get value from that and get enjoy those ideas and uh, feel free to use them wherever you are. And thank you so much. I hope to see people at uh, balloon conventions, balloon jams around the world. And thank you very much for inviting me. See you guys. Wow, what an awesome interview. It's not really an interview, actually. It's more like, you know, being inside the room of a director while he's giving his director comments and coaching, basically. And then he was really awesome. I am still working on improving my show according to his ideas. And once it's all polished, I will share with you some videos of the improved versions because I'm really, really excited about his ideas and how to improve my show. And this is an ongoing process like marketing, but actually it's a process that I enjoy. It's not easy. It's not easy to hear tips about your show, but if you're open to learning and you're open to growing, then that's the way of life, you know for a performer. Uh, so I want to tell you a little bit about the webinar because guys, this is the end of season two. This is chapter 12. And uh, you know what this means? It means that two weeks from now, we will have an awesome webinar. In the webinar this time, I decided to do it differently. Instead of exposing, you know, some secret techniques that I have on marketing, which is something that I, you know, expose a lot in my ebook. So if you want to you learn more about my marketing tactics, just, you know, go get the ebook. And f instead of that, I want to share with you the journey of season two, which means that every single chapter, I will share with you the main insights from them and also some implementation tips from me going ahead and trying to implement those things that I've learned on season two of the Balloon Artist Podcast. So it's very interesting uh, webinar to come and uh, remind yourself with all those uh, awesome chapters that you've heard and also get some more tips about how to implement some of the ideas that were learned in this 
season. So the webinar will be a little bit different, not just in the content, but also in the way that you join. Basically, this is a first come, first serve webinar. So there are only 100 spots. Uh, you can only, you cannot register. There is no registration. You just come at the right time and join it. So you can only join it if you get the link to it on my emails. So check your emails. Make sure that you open them because uh, I will remind you to join on the right time on the emails as well. And that's the only way you can join the webinar and get the value of being in one of my webinars, which is uh, by itself really cool. I hope you know it by now, but if you don't know it, gosh, I invest a lot of time in preparation for my webinars and it's quite a party. So the webinar will include, after the content, it will include a pitch. Uh, I will be um, opening my MABC course. That's the Modern Automated Balloon Business course. I will open it with a new version. This is uh, MABC 2.0 and uh, with a lot of new uh, content and new services that are included in MABC, which makes it uh, even more awesome than before. And also I want to share with you, you know, the stories of some of the MAB keys. And those are those uh, wonderful, wonderful balloon artists that supported me and my family and uh, got a lot of value back into their businesses with my coachings and with my trainings and uh, with the course content, you know, uh, with the Facebook group. Gosh, the Secret Studio was so much fun. So uh, it will continue to be fun, by the way. So um, MAPC uh, is something that uh, doesn't um, disappear. Once you're a MAPKI, you're always a MAPKI. And uh, you will be able to join for just a few short days uh, if you come to the webinar. So only for people that come to the webinar, there's a chance to join MAPC. There's no other way to consider MAPC without joining the webinar. Uh, you'll get all the details on the email. I'm truly thankful for your time. It's been a heck of a season, guys. So much has happened, you know. The Kids Entertainer Academy was launched and I'm teaching them and I'm getting huge responses about that. The application, the balloons took up and Brody's balloons took up were launched. Gosh, so much stuff. Twist and shout, float. Ah, amazing season. So I'm so thankful for all of your time invested in us, in this journey, in the Balloon Artist podcast and journey. And I just want to say, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, see you in the webinar. The deep section will be right after this. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. My name is David Kay. You may know me as Silly Billy. I'm a full-time children's entertainer from New York City. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I love it, and I still love it, and I love working with kids. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, two different things, uh, two different books. I, I wrote two books. The first book is very interesting. It's about – it's really about – Techniques to entertain children. Okay, so there's there's like there's chapters on uh, using comedy. There's chapters on using interaction, keeping the kids interacting with the with your show. Uh, there's stuff about how to keep the adults entertained and keep them quiet while you're doing your show. Uh, it's really great, and I'll tell you, I get emails from all over the world from uh, from teachers and from balloon artists and face painters and everybody that uh, storytellers people who work with children 
They learned so much from this book. This book is called Seriously Silly. It's been out for a few years, and I cannot tell you uh, how many wonderful emails I get from people who tell me that it's changed their lives. Uh, my favorite is this uh, guy said he, he put his three kids through college using the material in my book, you know, in that he made a great show and his show got better and, and he got more business and so on. The other thing you need to know when you're a children's entertainer, especially if you're in a, in a competitive market, you want to differentiate yourself from your competition. So let's say you're a balloon artist and you want to offer something else that your competition doesn't offer. You could, you could do a few magic tricks, one magic trick, two magic tricks. But just saying something like that on the phone or in your email uh, to a client or a potential client, this is going to set you apart from your competition. One guy does balloon, uh, a balloon show. Second guy does a balloon show, and he also does some juggling, and he does some magic tricks and things like that, and that, I think, helps sell you better. And if you're looking for that, you can, you can get my brand-new book, which is called Supersized Silly. This is a book with 150 plug-and-play magic routines. The, the, the routines that are in this book, they do not require any fancy sleight of hand. Basically, the props that are used in this book, you can buy from any magic shop, and they basically work themselves. There's nothing, there's nothing to learn about being a magician. These are, these are 150 routines from 100 different magicians from around the world, and uh, they gave me the best routines they had. And the words that you say are in the routine, how to do the trick, the, you know, the mechanics, all the jokes, everything, including theory, which will help you learn to understand what it is that you're doing and why it works. Uh, the new book is called Super Size Silly. You can get both of those books from my website, which is called sillymagic.com. So at sillymagic.com, you can get one book, Super Size Silly. The other, the first book, uh, Seriously Silly. You can see there's a pattern there. And uh, ser really, uh, seriously, you will, you will learn how to be a better entertainer for children. So I hope you check that out. I'm David Kay. Thanks for listening. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Season 2. Chapter 12, the end of the season. I have to say I'm a little bit uh, sentimental. And this is the tip section, guys. So the tip of today is going to be very quick. And that is you have to go to conventions. Look, guys, you wouldn't be listening to me right now if I didn't go to conventions like WBC 14 and WBC 16. You just wouldn't be able to learn from the Balloon Artist podcast if there were no conventions, if it was not that strategic to go to, the, to conventions. I'm going to go to Float next year at the end of January. I'm going to teach in Twist and Shout 17 in February in Florida. If you want to grow your business, if you want to grow your art and improve and learn and meet people and have a journey which is just awesome, then you need to go to conventions. And if you go to Twist and Shout, then that would be awesome to meet. Let's jam. Let's meet and jam. Please uh, stop by and talk with me and let me know what you think about the podcast. If there's anything else I can help you with, let me know. And that's my tip. It's such a big tip in my point of view that the entire next season will be a whole season about conventions. So... Thank you for your time. See you on the webinar and game on.